And of course, for all my listeners in the Georgia area, you can come out to Booch Fest at the Anchor Bar in Kennesaw, Georgia. Located at 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. Again, that address is 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. The next two shows will be Thursday, December 8th, and Thursday, December 22nd. The show will be hosted by me, and it will feature some of the funniest comics the Atlanta comedy scene has to offer. Some have been doing it for years, some who are relatively new, and some who may even be stepping on a comedy stage for the very first time. All comedy acts, no matter how long they've been performing, are welcome to be in this show. So come on down for a great night of comedy as the Booch is taking over Kennesaw. And on December 10th, Combat Pro Wrestling presents Seasons Beatings at Eastside High School, located at 1300 Brushy Creek Drive, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. Again, that address is 1300 Brushy Creek Road, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. I, of course, will be the ring announcer for this event, and the show will be featuring special guest general manager, WWE Hall of Famer, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Also scheduled to appear are the Cowboy James Storm, the legendary Barbarian, the Greater Good, Garrett Sinclair, Forever Young, Devin Cruz, from AEW, Griff Garrison, the Russian Wolf, Neil Koloff, from Tosh.0, Dave Wills. It's still real to me, damn it! The All-American Blue Chipper, Chase Emery. Buckshot, Brian Brock. NWA Tag Team Champions and NWA United States Tag Team Champions. The Heat Seekers. Born Scum, Chase Lovelace. Stan the Man Lee. From AEW Dark and Friday Night SmackDown, Marcus Cross. Outlaw, Randy Wayne. From AEW Dark, The Brolic, Tyson Maddox, The Gimmick Destroyer, Dave Stage, and many, many more stars. Be sure to follow them on social media via Facebook at Combat Pro Wrestling, Twitter at Real Combat Pro, and on Instagram at Combat underscore Pro underscore Wrestling. To find out more information on superstars that will be added and when the tickets will be on sale. I am so excited to be part of this show. I look forward to ring announcing and I also look forward to seeing all of you in Taylor, South Carolina as we do a benefit show for the Eastside High School Weightlifting Department. So come on out for a great show and let's help the students of Eastside High make some motherfucking Gains unaffordable inflation jobs, inflation jobs unaffordable pain at the pumps, pain at the pumps. Food prices are rising every day. Twice as much as you used to pay Never before Have groceries been more Unaffordable Thanks, Sleepy Joe 
it's deplorable. He needs to go. He needs to go. That's why Biden's unsupportable. His failures, they are quite reportable. And he's made things What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Booch Cast. This week, ladies and gentlemen, I have got a special treat for you guys. I am super excited. Uh, it's been a long time since we've had uh, guests on the show. We've mostly been doing our own thing uh, with you know the wrestling talk and everything, but I'm excited because i got a very special guest that I'm excited to talk to. He is a comedian, an impressionist, a radio personality, and from what I've seen on Facebook, he is a strong advocate for Atlanta to have a conservative radio station. And of course, He'll be performing at the uh, Tavern at Medlock uh, this coming Saturday uh, at Peachtree Corners, Georgia. Make sure you guys go to newsmakerline.com. We'll have a link in the description box for you guys to get your tickets. Uh, he's invited me to be part of the show as well, which I'm super honored uh, to be a part of that and also honored to have him on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only Mr. Jim Gossett. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, Vinny. How you doing? It's great to be on your show. Dude, I am doing fantastic. I hope you're having a great day as well. I take it that Bucci's an Italian name, you know. Oh, this is Tony Soprano here. <laughs> it's very much an Italian name, yes, sir. Uh, you know why? Jeho- you know why Italians hate Jehovah Witnesses. We hate all witnesses of any kind. <laughs> very difficult situation. Absolutely, I don't see nothing. I don't know nothing. I, don't subpoena me. I feel me. like I feel like I'm a, a adopted Italian because I, I I love all of those. You know, Sopranos, Goodfellas, all of that stuff. It's just my favorite stuff. I've seen it a million times. Uh, absolutely. So, um, are they your, are they your favorite impressions to do? Like, what is your favorite impression to do? Um, it varies from whatever. Obviously, I got a I got a lot of mileage out of Donald J. Trump. The J, of course, stands for genius. But um, I'd have to say, even though this goes back a ways, and is Rodney Dangerfield? I tell you, I don't get no respect from anybody. Are you kidding? I told my kid about the birds and the bees. He told me about my wife and a butcher. All right. <laughs> Rodney was my inspiration to get into a crazy business like that, if I could name anybody, you know. Awesome. Um, what was it about Rodney that um, inspired you to do comedy? Um, just that he had a presence and, you know, I, I, he had a, the ability to cram so much material into a seven-minute spot on The Tonight Show. And um, I'm kind of I'm kind of old school like that. I, I, I don't do – I'm not an observational guy like Jerry Seinfeld, you know. What's the deal with that? It's more just set up and punchline, set up and punchline. My, my, my philosophy is if a seven-second joke bombs, you can move on. But if a two-minute story bombs, you're pretty much screwed. <laughs> As a as a storyteller, I can totally agree with that. Well, I, you, you storyteller guys, though, I, I admire you. I admire anybody that can commit like that. I, I'm more of a, a hit and run kind of guy myself. Well, and I and I and I, and I like that too. Like I, I actually admire comics that can do that. Some people told me I should go into that, but I just it just didn't feel like me. So when I see guys like you that can go like seven seconds or boom, 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 or even Rodney, because I used to watch um I, my mom bought me for Christmas when I wanted to be a comic when I was a teenager the three disc DVD set that had all 
all of Rodney's like showcases. And oh, yeah. So I was like in awe of the fact that there was one part of the DVD. He was on stage for an hour and did those kind of jokes. And I'm like, you wrote that much for an hour? Like I was, well, the th- I was in the, awe. Th- the thing that uh, I re- I realized when I before I ever saw him live is I would had had that kind of style, and the audience would get tired of laughing. And I realized same thing with Stephen Wright because they're both one liner guys. When you watch their show for an hour, they do slow it down. They do some crowd work. They do some stuff you won't because literally you can be the funniest person on the planet, but the audience can get sick of laughing at some point, which is you know a good thing for you guys like you and me. But you know you do have you do have to pace it, and I don't even know that I've learned that that well. The other thing is having a radio background. In radio, you can't dwell on anything for too long either. I mean, especially when I was in music radio, it could be the funniest bit that was ever done, and if it was over a minute, you got called into the office. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've I've heard I've heard of that. I've, I've, yeah, I used to work I used to work for the regular guys, so I know exactly what that's like. Oh, I I, I know them well, especially Larry. Uh, Larry Wax has come to several of our shows and done time. And I mean, if he wanted to, I think he could do stand up as, as full time if he wanted to absolutely uh larry, larry was actually my mentor so i, I agree with um uh, that because he was the one that um mentored me when i got into radio and i was curious um how did you get into radio and what do you love most about it well i got into radio um i'm from nashville tennessee as a caller just a random caller and one and for no money just to call in i i, I never have gotten to this level of success but, you know larry larry the cable guy started off calling down in orlando with that character he did and that's kind of what i did and um eventually uh, Z93 going way back and then B98.5 I started doing call-in bits for them and then one thing developed into another and I um, I got I got became sort of a business for me I, I started doing it I, I did radio stations in LA Chicago I worked with a guy named Scott Shannon in New York at the morning zoo so um, what I guess what I like about radio is you you're not on the road 300 days a year and working bars and stuff <laughs> but what I miss about it is the guy you're working with is paid to laugh at you right so you don't really know if what you're doing is funny or not. The audience will let you know that. Oh yeah, they they let you know quick, fast, and in a hurry. <laughs> I know that much. Yeah. So, uh, what, what what do you think the future is for radios? I know you talk a lot about it on Facebook. Well, yeah, and I've talked about it um, from the standpoint of Atlanta specific. Is that we're a strange market? It's it's just an opinion I have um, that I can go to Birmingham, Montgomery, uh, and there's better radio than there is here. I, I, it just seems to be a big void here. Um, future, I XM and streaming have taken a cut a big uh cut into it but it's still viable but as you probably know Vinny, and it's one of the problems we have with uh deregulation and as somebody that's a free market guy i don't know if i can't believe i say this sometimes but radio is underregulated, and you have two companies that own like almost three thousand radio stations and that has definitely dumbed the product down in my opinion oh yeah i i learned i remember that because i know um a lot of times like because i because you know like at cumulus they got like five different like radio stations all in one building which seven is, seven I, yeah. work, I work for them for seven, six years. They have seven in that building. <laughs> seven, I remember. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't been there in a long time. My memory's a little fuzzy, so I'm sorry about that. Um, no, no, no. I, I, I didn't mean it that way. And, and iHeart, I think he has seven or eight. Oh, yeah. And, and I saw them all like, in the well, same it, building. It's kind of like the airlines. I mean, they were over-regulated, and there was a time where you could only own one radio and TV station in the market. But they went to the other extreme. I mean, uh, in Cincinnati, iHeart owns like 14 radio stations. 
stations. Yeah, and I and, and I noticed that, and then I noticed that after a certain point, they started wanting all the all the different stations or the different like morning shows and stuff to kind of behave the same way. And it's like what, but what made it interesting was that like for example, like the regular guys was mostly a guys type of show. It was like right. radio for dudes. Then you had the Bird Show, which was more for the women. It was more their target right. audience. Then you had uh, the the all news station, which I, I think you were on with the Kimmer. Um, right. They you guys were you guys were news. You did. I mean, you had entertainment stuff as well, but news was more your your area. So it's like I kind of felt like you had different stations that catered different people. Why would you want them all to be the same? Because then it's like exactly. That's exactly right. That, that's what I thought was weird. Like let like if anything, you got let let, let everybody go where they want. Either way, you're making money. That's exactly right. That's that's well said. The moment, and I did uh, for a long time. I, I don't do it anymore, but I used to get up at four thirty and call these morning shows for music. What I do primarily now is talk, and there's a lot of sameness which you refer to and talk because you mentioned the camera show and yeah we did politics but it wasn't just regurgitating the same stuff that Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity said we did try to do sports we did try to do pop culture we did try to be local uh that's this this is what kills me I mean I'm, I'm gonna single station out WSB is live and local maybe because some of their guys are syndicated and can't be too local but they seldom talk about anything going on in Atlanta that is that is true I'm just now noticing that yeah uh, that is that is a valid point and um I know you know politics was very much very much your thing and I know that you're a lot of times you're billed as a political comedian so I was just curious what made you decide a political comedy and what do you think is the secret to performing it successfully because I see some political comics that do it very well and get an audience to laugh but then there's other times where I feel like okay this guy's not really telling jokes he's just taking his political opinion and shoving down the audience's throat so what do you think is the secret to doing it successfully and what made you want to go that route well I, you know I'm regretting it or rethinking that whole thing as we speak because there's been a sea change on the political comedy front. Um, and, and, and I mean, I'll admit, I'm, I, I'm aligned with conservative radio because there's no such thing as liberal radio. Air America tried it. You know how that worked out. Oh, yeah. But per but personally, and I do a lot of corporate work, and in corporate work, all I'm doing is just, you know, doing George W. Bush butchering the English language. You know, we must persevere against these egregious adorosities. I'm not saying anything about the Second Amendment or pro-choice. I'm not getting any, any issues. And it used to be an, up until very recently, if you did political humor impressions and you were fair and balance that was great now they don't want it at all i mean i, I haven't been canceled but i it really is i've talked to some other people that are liberal comedians uh i mean when jerry seinfeld who to me is one of the most non-threatening guys non-controversial says i don't work college campuses now wokeness has not only hit political comedy it's hit all comedy oh yeah it, and it, i mean you know like the show you'll come to me i'm gonna be edgier because i'm gonna have that radio right-wing crowd but i gotta tell you when i'm doing corporate i'm really trying to play it down the middle politically i'm not blue but boy the edicts you get from those people on what you can and cannot talk about you don't have an act at that point yeah and i've and i have noticed that because i've seen like you know they've even told maybe they you know some people tell you like you know hey don't mention politics in this place passions are high i literally heard somebody tell me that like right like a week ago somebody told me that like they said like they said if you got jokes about bush or clinton go ahead but they would tell me to stay away from like herschel walker Raphael warnock stacy abrams brian camp like don't talk about them but you can talk about politicians from the past all you want because they're now at a point where people can laugh at them, like and I yeah, and, and that that used to be the rules for the corporate work, but they're they're not. I mean, if I say you know, oh, the impression of Bill Clinton, 
you know, and they, they don't even want that. Really? Oh, no. It's, it, it, I'm not saying across the board, but the, the wokeness is really, especially since the last election, I just think people have been very afraid. And um, I hope it swings back the other way. And, and I can I can do a non-political act. I can, I, can, I can do an hour without doing that, but it just sort of sticks in my craw that I'm going the extra mile not to be controversial. And now, you know, uh, uh, doing an impersonation of somebody, not saying anything controversial is still taboo to a lot of these people. Yeah, and yeah, it very much is. And I know uh, earlier, I know um, you, you had a great impression of Trump. I thought that was hilarious at the start of the show. And um, I, I know, um, and I know you're you don't seem somebody who's into controversy. So I'll ask the question: um, What are your thoughts on Trump returning to Twitter? And what do you feel about a lot of people say him running in 2024 is going to be like hurting the Republican Party? Do you agree with any of that? And what are your thoughts? On I agree on with I agree with both of those things. <laughs> well, I, well, the first part, uh, I don't want him to run again, and um, I don't think he and he did a lot of stuff that. I agreed with as president, but I think it would be toxic. And I, I'll predict this on your show. I've already said this a couple of times. He'll be back on Twitter. <laughs> There's no way if he really is running, if he's only running to escape an indictment, that, this will not be true. But if he's running to be president again and he had 98, what was it, 89 or 90 million followers? Yeah. And what's he got? What? And Truth Social is what? 12 people in a phone booth? He's playing a game right now. I mean, this I, I even compare it to some sort of fake fight between him and Musk and he'll come around and be back be back on Twitter <laughs> absolutely and um and uh and now uh, I got and then uh, I only have one other political question then I'll ask then I'll ask another one uh I'll ask a different question uh what are your thoughts on Nancy Pelosi stepping down well um I mean it, if the thing that surprises me about it is that she's supposedly going to remain a member of Congress and, and and give up her seat I don't know um I think it I, it she obviously does not want to be a minority leader for the third time I, I there's no doubt that she would have stood for speaker if they had won the congressional election, which is still unbelievable. And I, I railed against this on the shows that I met. All these people said the Republicans are going to pick up 50 seats. They're going to win the Senate. I said, they'll be lucky to get a one vote majority in the House. And that's what it, where it stands right now. One vote. And I, I, as far as Nancy quitting, I don't know that I would have quit because all you got to do is um, one visit from the Hillary hit squad and you could flip the Congress back to Democrat overnight. Did I just say that? Did I just say that? <laughs> I believe you did. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, unbelievable. One more facelift and her ears are going to meet, Vinny. It's unbelievable. She does all her shopping at Bed Bath & Botox. <laughs> And she's definitely got discounts. Um, so, uh, and I also- If her face was pulled any higher, the woman would be wearing a beard. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, so I also noticed in your career, you've you've opened for a lot of celebrities in the past. You've done a lot of um, you know, a lot of big names. I was just curious, uh, who was your favorite celebrity to open for? Oh, uh, Leno, because he was he's the most authentically unshow business guy you'll ever meet. I, I, there's no airs about him at all, none whatsoever. I don't know, you know, I've noticed uh, that the mid level people are more jerky than the ones that are really the big stars. I I, I don't. That's just me saying that. Um, uh, like like what kind of mid level guys? Uh, are if you don't have to name names if you don't want to, but I don't think I do. <laughs> no. I'm, and I'm talking more in music than I, uh, Richard Marks. Okay, I'll say it. Um, not that he wasn't a pretty big star, but he's an absolute jerk. Oh yeah, I, trust me. I've it's it's always weird when you see guys like that, and then you realize like it's it's almost weird like when you see them like in real life. Like I've done that whether it was in comedy or wrestling or whatever. I met like big stars, and some of them are like, wow, this guy's really very much a jerk. Like you, yeah, and you don't see it coming. Like does it? <laughs> right. Like, well, I, I mean, perfect example of that. Not that I, I well, I did, 
Yeah, I did work with her once. The one that shocked me the most, Vinny, I thought Ellen DeGeneres was like the sweetest, nicest person on the planet. And it turns out she's a monster. If you've read anything her staffs has said about her. I, I haven't read anything specifically, but I have heard people saying oh, how bad she yeah. is. Oh, I mean, she's a tyrant. I mean, that's one of the reasons the show shut down is that nobody wanted to work with her anymore. I know that that has to be like a shocker. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, like I said, I didn't hear any specific details on what she said or did, but I just. Oh, you should go. It, it's horrifying. And, and the thing is, it's it's like at first you think it's rumor mill, but so many people confirmed it. Oh, but that, yeah, that, though, if that's the case, I definitely got to see this because I, it's hard to imagine Ellen DeGeneres being yeah. like mean to, and there's certain people when they're like, this person's mean, like it throws you off. I would never expect Ellen DeGeneres. Do you, do you remember, are you, are you into golf at all? Um, a little bit. Well, do you, uh, there's a guy named Curtis Strange, won a couple of U.S. Opens. On the golf course, he was the biggest a-hole jerk that you would ever meet. And I had made fun of him unmercifully for that, for getting fine and throwing clubs. And I did a show uh, for the Senior Skins game, Jack Nicklaus, uh, Tom Watson. Anyway, Curtis Strange was there, and he couldn't have been any nicer. That's awesome. I, th I think it's, I yeah. think it was like the heat of the moment kind of thing. Like, you know, when they're off, well, when he's off the course, he's probably a lot calmer because he hates losing. Yeah, I mean, John Rahm, I don't know, he's a current guy from Spain, and I, I was predisposed not to like him because he's throwing clubs and cussing out his caddy, but it is, when he won the U.S. Open at his press conference, the guy couldn't have been more gracious. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, and of course, uh, how, and I was also curious, uh, how did you end up working with Cartoon Network, and what was that experience like? Um, basically, uh, the voiceover industry, I don't know if you've dabbled in that, that's changed a lot. Um, um, it used to be, you have an agent, you audition, you get the job, and now it's all of these cattle call or online things where you have to get in line and sign up. But anyway, I had an agent um, who's moved since that got me in with them and and TNT. The strange thing about it, I don't know if this is still the case anymore. I, I I haven't done work for them much lately. I did a lot. I would do promos, but for the actual voices of the animation, even though the thing's based in Atlanta, they cast all of that out of L.A., right? I so I would so. do a Bugs Bunny promo, and I think I'd do Bugs Bunny about as well as anybody, but they let me do the promo, but if they wanted Bugs Bunny on one of their cartoons, they went to L.A. for it. I had friends um, have done this in comedy and in voiceover that get L.A. phone numbers to pretend they live there because <laughs> there's there's the real i'm not saying across the board but there's a stigma about well if you're in atlanta you can't be that great which is which is weird because atlanta's like become like a second home for hollywood like literally yeah, everybody's and, coming yeah, over here and, and, yeah and in fairness i'm going a little ways back it's it's, it's improved it's improved but there still is a snob appeal to having a two and three or a two one two area code hey you do what you got to do absolutely yeah, exactly <laughs> So um, I also know um, I also heard this about you, and I was very intrigued by this. What was it like working with the Politicos Comedy Brigade? Uh, <laughs> that's a long, long story. <laughs> uh, so we, the Politicos Comedy Brigade was a, a team of impersonators, and most of them, well, maybe with the exception of me, if I think about it, guy looks like Bill Clinton, the guy looks like Obama. We had two guys that looks like Obama. We had an East Coast Obama and a West Coast Obama. We had a Sarah Palin. Uh, we had a George W. Bush. And I was the only one that really was not a, a lookalike, and I acted as MC. But in 2012, when Mitt Romney decided to run for president, hey, if you don't like my wife, uh, Jill, don't worry, I've got six more where she came from because I'm a Mormon. <laughs> anyway, I went into this 
it's, I went into this extensive four hours of latex facial reconstruction to become Mitt Romney. But but the whole thing sadly broke up because the producer of the show stabbed the guy at Lake Lanier, who was the uh, his name was Marcus Fox. He was the uh, producer for uh, what was it? Um, the Oz, Ozzy Osbourne. He had all of these credits. Anyway, the organizer basically stabbed a guy, wound up in jail, and a lot of us performers didn't get paid everything we were owed. That's kind of the Reader's Digest story of it all. Damn. Yeah, damn indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and I thought that only happened in the wrestling business. Boy, was I wrong. Oh, man. No, no. Absolutely. And, uh, Jim, I've had a great time talking with you, man. And um, I know you got a, I know you got a lot to do today, so I'm just going to wrap up this last question here. I'm just curious. What can we expect from Jim Gossett in the future? Um, I don't know, but I, I'm seriously, and, and you see my Facebook pay- postings about it's wishful thinking, but I, I'm still bound and determined, and, and not just conservative. I, I want Atlanta to have a live and local talk station. It doesn't have to be conservative liberal, but I want to, hear i want to hear them talking about the warnock uh herschel walker runoff or i want to talk about um atlanta centric stuff and i and i think we're going to put something together i don't have the money to swing that myself so if you know anybody that does i promise you you'll get a return on your investment i appreciate it <laughs> i've created so many successful business you know that as Absolutely. a matter of fact i wrote the greatest book ever out of the deal it has four chapter 11 so you can you can depend on me <laughs> Trust your money with Donald Trump. I promise you, you'll get some of it back. Well, something's better than nothing. I'll definitely say that. (laughs) I suppose. Yeah. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, that this is uh, Mr. Jim Gossett. You can catch him, as I mentioned before, this Saturday at Tavern at Medlock, located at 3230 Medlock Bridge Road, Peachtree Corner, Georgia, 30092. Go to newsmakerline.com to pick up your tickets. We'll have a link in the description box. And uh, he's been generous enough to let me uh, perform on the show as well. So I'm definitely excited to be a part of it. And Jim, as all, and Jim uh, thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate you taking thank time busy schedule really? to join me. And, look uh, forward to seeing you. I look forward uh, to seeing uh, you too. All right. And that, ladies, Ladies and gentlemen, was my interview with the one and only Mr. Jim Gossett. If you want more information on uh, Jim Gossett, you can go to facebook.com slash newsmakerline if you want to follow Jim Gossett on Facebook. You can also follow him on Twitter at Jim underscore comedy. And of course, you can go to newsmakerline.com for information on booking Jim Gossett for one of your shows. And of course, you can also purchase tickets to uh, the show this coming Saturday at Tavern at You can also purchase them through newsmakerline.com. There will be links in the description box of this podcast that will get you directly to all the information you need. And of course, uh, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes the show as well as great content make sure you check out our latest episode of the male soap opera moment uh where the wens and i gave our predictions for wwe survivor series which took place this past saturday so check it out find out who was right who was wrong and be on the lookout for our recap of survivor series coming very soon also make sure you guys follow us on twitter and instagram at the Boochcast. get the latest tweets photos and videos visit our youtube channel check out all of our youtube content 
and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. We will have some episodes of Boochcast Reviews Dark Side of the 90s coming very soon to the YouTube channel. I just need to find time to edit the videos. I haven't really had a lot of time because I've been busy uh, the last week, so I'm hoping to get that done very, very soon and get those episodes out to you guys. Also, you can follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, January the 28th for the WWE Royal Rumble. That's right. We're going to be getting together for the first stop on the road to WrestleMania. We got the Men's Royal Rumble and the Women's Royal Rumble taking place. So make sure you join us for the Royal Rumble as we find out together who will be main eventing nights one and two of WrestleMania 39. Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special project that we have in the works for the Twitch channel. Also, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. Uh, we have our first level, which is uh, $0.99, cents, $1 per month. We have our second option, which is $4.99, $5 per month. And our third and final level, which is $9.99, $10 per month. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use it to upgrade our equipment, pay the bills to keep the lights on, and take care of the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you have a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, aka The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then... Pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall That it's time to bid you one and all Goodbye! Goodbye! So long! So long! Farewell! Farewell! Adieu! Adieu! Be good! Stay well! Bye-bye! Keep warm! Relax! And eat! Take care! Stay loose! Adieu, mon vieux! À la prochaine! Goodbye till when we meet again!